Browns. Welcome to episode 211 of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. On today's episode, we react to the news of Jimbo Fisher's firing at Texas A&M, and we recap week 11 in college football. You can find the show on our website, SaturdayDownSouth.com and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live recording of the show every Sunday, just like we're doing tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time on the Saturday Down South YouTube page. Lastly, go share the pod with your friends. We really appreciate all the support you guys have given us. And now here's the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, my co-host, Chris Marler. Chris, what a weekend. What a weekend. There's... (laughs) We already have so many people in the comments. Is everyone already mad at me? Did I do something? Uh, we should have done a Creed song for Jimbo. Yeah. With wallets wide open. Oh, girls online. He's living on an easy street for the rest of his life. No, he'll make it difficult for sure. For sure, for sure. That's your point. There's so many. I was on fire today. I love when somebody gets fired and like the whole cultural world is like on the same page i don't love when someone gets fired let me rephrase that that's aggressive but like i do love when the like eyes of college football or sports media or whatever or like social media are all on the same person and we can all just like laugh at (laughs) i'm shocked i i was well i okay by the timing for sure i mean after they go ahead and put up like 50 points against mississippi state um you put out that excellent clip of that weird play where the quarterback just threw it to the side of the <laughs> they won they won 51 to 10 <clears throat> yeah i mean um there were some rumors i picked up today now this is like not by a reliable source but so great i don't even know if i should say it but um apparently like the board basically forced jimbo to have petrino call the plays yesterday and they were like okay this is all we needed to see and so they canned him so he was still why is your audio up um someone said are you staying in a frat house right now um we have there's so many people in the comments right now what is happening i like it i do too why'd you say it like that you fucking creep is that a hungover are you hungover or is that just like you trying to be sexual saying i like it i like it well my voice is a little shot chris the doke was the doke was electric last night. Yeah, I mean, anytime six and three and unranked Miami comes to town and takes you down to the wire, it is a it's a electric atmosphere. You of all people know that rivalry games, you, you just the spread doesn't matter. The oh records God. don't matter. Buddy, I'm in a nightmare scenario and she's not gonna listen, so I don't really care. But I I'll <clears throat> I think I've kind of made this announcement already, but I got asked to go to a wedding shower for the the weekend of the SEC championship game. And I was asked to go the day after Alabama played USF. Mm. Okay. So I obliged. Like, yeah, I mean, of course, this is going to be a bad season. We're going to be seven and five or eight and four. Right. Here we are. Um, <laughs> it's not good. So, so also, she's coming up to watch the Iron Bowl with me because she's coming up for Thanksgiving. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
At least you'll be a single man in December, you know? Yeah. For Christmas, <laughs> it'll be perfect. Uh, no, welcome in, everybody. We appreciate you guys in the comments. Krista, I, I got a text uh, or a DM from um, – so I'm I'm also a little bit hungover, so I am, I am really struggling with names right now. But one of my favorite people on um, – why can't I? What is Stephen Miller? Um, messaged me and yeah. him and Krista were tailgating together. So that was really cool to see some of our listeners interacting, but also their friends have been doing this for like three years. It's not because like they listen to us. Um, I love you, Jay. Um, this is gonna be what a fun a night one. for Daniels, huh? <clears throat> what a I mean, what a weekend for you, first off. You got to go to Florida State, you didn't get arrested. Um, uh-huh. after talking to you at 3 p.m. on Friday, I thought it was definitely in play. <laughs> Well, I probably would have agreed with you at that moment. Tyler, uh, I called Tyler at three o'clock. I saw his Instagram story, and he had already been drinking liquor since eleven forty-five in the morning. Yeah, and, <laughs> and so I called him. It, he, it wasn't even game day. It was Friday. It wasn't even game day. It was the day before, and he was he was like, "You wouldn't believe this place right now. Place of memories." And I was like, "What is that?" And and I'm over here like making like a, a fucking brie or something stupid because it's Friday and I had nothing to do. It's my day off. And you, I wasn't making a brie. I don't even know if that's even how you phrase it. Do you make a brie or is brie already made? Yeah, probably to make it with cheese, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, but you got to see that happen. Then you got to see Florida give up the most yards they've ever given up in a game ever. Yeah. And then Jimbo Fisher got fired. <laughs> like what, what? A, a weekend. <laughs> And not to be outdone, sir, but I do have to show something here. I never saw it on TV. Please don't be your dick. <clears throat> it's definitely not going to be that. Did you make? It's this. Yeah. Now, listen, here's the deal. This is from Jeff Williams. Look at look at my man just yeah. braving the storm. Jeff is one of my favorite people. Um, I, this is who I, I, I didn't go with him to the concert, but we basically did. Um to go see Clay Walker. I got a feeling. What's it to you? You know what I'm saying? You know Clay Walker? Yeah. I've heard his name. I, I didn't like, quite know that song. Do you want me to keep singing other songs from him till you do recognize something he's done? Yeah, I think that'd be good. Okay. What's that? I hear angels singing. That's pretty good Clay Walker in my mind. Um, uh, but no, though. shout out to Jeff Williams for making the sign, bringing it to game day. He wrote at Uncle Chris, which I love. Yep. Um, now, I didn't make it on TV, so he doesn't win $200, but he is going to win some sort of prize. The prize is a shout-out on this podcast. No, the prize will probably be something more than that, because he's also, he's he's like, he's one of my favorite listeners. He, he's like, sent us stuff from, like, the Masters. He, I mean, not tickets, but also, love this dad pose in the background. Look at this guy handling the hip, looking oh, like he's yeah. watching a plane takeoff or then work on a plane or something in the background. Um Anyway, but no, it was a phenomenal weekend for you. Good weekend for me. Bama won. Um, Tennessee lost. <laughs> Wait, right? Yes. Badly. You got some new uh, shirts yeah. from our friends at Smack Apparel. Sucks to be you. Yeah. Um, someone said he gets a sticker six months from now. All right. That's a good segment, too. Who's happier to you? All right. We're, like, we're five minutes in, so let's actually get to it here. Let's start with Jimbo. Now, first and foremost, I'll say this to help remind myself and also to tell you because I forgot to tell you. Um, this Wednesday, we will have two guests. I know one of them we have locked in already. Billy Lucci from Texas. We've had him on before for the Bama A&M game. He is going to be a busy, busy man this week. My man is good at keeping secrets. 
I mean, good at keeping secrets. He found this information out probably on Thursday, but Jimbo Fisher officially fired, relieved of his duties, and he will be getting a $76.8 million buyout from Texas a University. Also, someone posted this and tagged us in. I think it was Evan Grimes made – they, like, presented some check on the field last night during the game. It was, like, the 12th man, like, don't, total donation. It was, like, $146 million. Bro, if that's if that's the check they're using and they just trotted it on out there during halftime of the, sh- the game, that is wild knew. behavior. They already knew that they were canning them too, right? Because when was that yeah. meeting? Thursday. Yeah, that's wow. so uncomfortable. Like that. Yeah. That I don't. I don't. Now and here, so there's so much I have to think. I I have thought about this. That like, for the most, I I did some actual professional research on it that we're going to talk about as well but where do you want to start you want to start with like the non-professional fun stuff or like the professional stuff uh i mean look i i I, of course i think this is hilarious but also man lost his job yeah i know that in this economy i don't know that he's been in the best headspace ever since like 2015 when his wife did the thing yeah so that. that that is not funny Right. So it's tough. But I mean, look, the fact of the matter is this. Think about how much money he's getting paid, first of all, oh, to not do a damn thing. $76.8 million. It's three and a half times more than any other team or any other coach in the history of college football. Um, I think Gus Malzahn ended up at 23. Yeah. And think about that. They faced off in the 2013 National Championship game. That's also wild. One of them's at UCF. Yeah. Now, so and here's here's the so okay from a number standpoint, we've talked about this repeatedly, and I kind of thought he was in the clear. I thought he was in the clear. Like you're talking about game ten of the season, my man goes out and they win fifty one to ten. Fifty one to ten, you find out you get fired. That's like your wife not faking an orgasm and then telling you that like right after she's getting a divorce. Like that is wild behavior. Wild behavior. Yeah, and. Yeah. He he goes, he's <laughs> 51 to 10, walks on the field. They you told me this morning. You were like, Yeah, Jimbo getting fired. I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's no <laughs> it is it is 8:20 in the morning on Sunday. Yeah. They're in central time. There's no way this news is breaking. And oh. sure as shit, it is. And I just like what's amazing is not the 76.8 million dollars. Shout out to ESPN for for coming out this article too, that was like, here's all the things you could buy with $76.8 million. That's like a really good idea for an article or video. Can't imagine if anyone else had already thought about that first. Can't imagine it. But that got my mind thinking because here's the actual numbers that go into this, Tyler. This is, it's even more insane to me when you break down what his actual numbers were. Now this is, this is what I've done from 2018. So, so here's the total that he's going to walk away with. Okay. The buyout is $76.8 million. Start adding this up. He signed a 10-year $75 million contract in 2018, right? So from 2018 to 2021, he made $7.5 million a year, right? That's four years at seven point five. That's $30 million. You're so hungover. You can't do any math. That's $30 million. So he also had incentives if he made a New Year's Six Bowl or a bowl game. In any of those years, he made two bowl games and a New Year's Six Bowl. So... He got an extra $400,000. So that's $30.4 million he made his first four years. 
He beats Alabama in 2021. He gets the extension that's also fully guaranteed. But they already had given him a fully guaranteed contract. He won. By the way, no offset in the contract either. So no. if he takes another job, he still gets all that money. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So so he he gets that for like nine point one five million because it was and, and here's the crazy thing too. It wasn't like, hey man, the 10 year that we signed, why don't we just up the pay and, and close out the contract? It was like, no, no, let's do another 10 year contract at 91.5 million. So he's gonna make 9.15 million. So he makes that for two years. 2022, 2023. He doesn't get any incentives because he didn't make a bowl game, right? So in those two years, he has 18.3 million. So Tyler, if you're adding this up, his first four years, 30.4 million. The last two seasons, 18.3 million. And this and the buyout being 76.8 million, you add that up, he is going to walk away when all is said and done, making 125.5 million dollars from Texas A&M University. And if you want to have some real fun with that, let's look at what that bought them on the return of investment, a return on investment. Well, right. I'll tell you one thing they bought that they the return on, that stupid trophy that they put out there that was like a blank national championship trophy. You know what's wild, the wildest part about that, besides the fact that they did it, is that they presented him that while they were giving an actual national championships trophy to one of their sister colleges. Mm. Like Texas A&M Commerce won like an NAIA national championship. And while they were at the same ceremony, they were like, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Cool on winning something. Hey, here's a hypothetical trophy. We're going to put your, put your name on. It's a tough one. Yeah. Um, but what I saw the number, like what each win boiled down to number wise, like what he got paid for each win. Yeah. Is that the number you're about to say? Yeah, because I did the math on it, dickhead. Um, um. <laughs> so so here is here's the uh here are the numbers. So 125.5 million dollars what he will to- he will walk away with in total. Um Jimbo Fisher coached 70 games. He had a 45 and 25 record, so 45 total wins. He had 29 total wins in SEC games and he had 10 total. Uh, wins against ranked opponents, okay? So if you want to break it down per win in those categories, he made $2.8 million per win, $2.8 million per mm-hmm. win. He made $4.3 million per SEC win, and he made $12.55 million every time he beat a ranked opponent. That's incredible. Hey, that's hey, incredible. That's off to you. I mean, if you can get the money. I don't. All right. So I got two questions for you. I mean, obviously, this is a complete downfall for Jimbo. Um, I am looking at this in a whole new light, Chris. It's very ironic. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher doing what he did to Florida State, as angry as we all were, was probably the best thing that ever happened to us. Not because he was gone, because it was publicly put out there that we were behind the times on spending money in football. And all of a sudden, Jimbo leaving is ultimately the best thing that could have happened to us. He gets the raw the, well, it's all relative. He's getting paid a lot of money. But uh, what? Uh, um, and uh, <laughs> wow! All right, I don't even uh, know what to say right now. 
Um, okay, so ultimately, selfishly, I think it ended up being a good thing for us. But I'm going to ask you, if you were A&M, knowing that they clearly like to go, you know, big dog hunting and try to get the best of the best that they think <laughs> is out there, who do you think they should could reasonably and you think they should go after because it would be a good fit? Okay, so this the first person I'm going after, I already tweeted about it, and people got upset, of course, because at this point it's just a Will Smith and Jada thing about keep my name out your, out my, your fucking mouth for okay. Georgia fans. But I'm just saying, it, if, if you are going to be A&M, who we already know makes horrible financial decisions when it comes to coaches, and they swing for the fences, and they did it with a mediocre coach, what is keeping you from reaching out to Kirby Smart and saying, hey, fucking throw out a number. The checkbook is open. You're making $11 million right now, 20 No, 25 <laughs> No, 30 and it's something that AM would do. Now think about this too, Tyler. That is an insane number or amount of money. And I don't think that Kirby would leave Georgia ever, except for maybe the NFL. And I don't know why he would do that. Right. But if you're going to be this cavalier with your money, what is stopping you from reaching out to the best coach in the sport? Let's make no mistakes about it. The best coach in the sport who you know all he needs, and this is what he got when he got to Georgia, was he needs facilities, he needs a recruiting budget, he needs he needs everyone to get out, get the fuck out of his way and let him go to work. And A&M will do that because it's not Texas, but A&M will get out of his way. A&M will give him an unlimited amount of money. And let's not forget, I know how expensive all this stuff is, right? But don't forget about the fact that when Johnny Manziel was there in 2012 and he won the Heisman, the amount of money that, that they were able to raise from boosters was $740 million in one calendar year. If you don't think, excuse me, if you don't think that the 30 million, the 20 million, right? 20, 25 million that Kirby would get from these, from this school. If you don't think that like it, they would get a return on that investment within the five years of what he would bring there. You're crazy. And I will also tell you this. I don't yeah. think he would ever go, but if you call Kirby smart, who's sitting in Athens, Georgia, the greatest college town in the country, with the best program in the country, looking at two back-to-back national championships, sitting on the throne of a number one ranking, knowing full well he's probably about to win a third national championship. Are you taking that call and hanging up right away if someone says, hey, hey, hold on, hold on, listen, $25 million? Nope. (laughs) You're you're at least entertaining the phone call. I leave this podcast for $25 right now, Tyler. That's because I'm in a different place in life. I don't mean that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, and I, I love that everyone jumped to the conclusion that you think that Kirby, like you're saying that Kirby would go to Georgia. Uh, Are they already, are they doing that in the comments? Yeah. Of course. Um, I don't know how, how else I could have said that he, I don't think he would. I, I don't know how else I could have yeah, phrased yeah. it without it saying that. Here, here, real quick, real quick. I love Zach Woodhurst so much, but this is the dumbest thing that I've seen on the internet today. Not just from him, but in general. The idea that Kirby wouldn't leave for a billion is insane. Now, I tell you what, there's a name floating around in the comment section that I don't think is that that crazy. You want to talk about somebody who might want a fresh start? 
in a place that'll believe in him because they believe in 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 weird shit already. Dabo yeah. Swinney is my second call. Dude, I think my tweet that I put out a couple weeks ago is gonna come to fruition. It's the end of the year. Texas AM has just fired Jimbo Fisher. They go and hire the 2023 version of 2017 Jimbo, which that is dude. I think you're um, spot on. Yeah, I saw Norvell. Here, look at this, Tyler. What is Bell's name thrown out there? Oh, Bijan. Bijan. Um, by the way, shout out Falcons for losing to the one and eight Cardinals today. Um, no, but I would say, I, first of all, I saw Norvell's name thrown out there by multiple national outlets. I'll jump off a bridge if that happens. Not really, but let's not do this again. No, um, they lost I, the air, they lost the Cardinals. Yeah. I think Elko uh, yeah. is, a, is a great name. It's a it's a natural fit. Um, I think. Do pro- you think that they're trying to go with a coach that's not like Elko is the most logical choice? Yeah. But do you think that they're like? I just I, I want to know how desperate they get. Like A and M is the dude at the blackjack table at three a.m. right now. That's like, listen, I might I need to go home and sleep. I need to go home and sleep, but I don't yeah. know if I'm going to do that. I don't know. Like the logical choice is why don't we get some sleep? I've been up for two days. I put some stuff in my body that I'm not super proud of. I'm going to, I'm going to refocus tomorrow at brunch and we'll get it going. But A&M hasn't done that. They already doubled down with this contract, giving Jimbo $91 million. So I I just, I I just have a feeling that they're going to do something even more. I don't want to say even more outlandish, but like, Okay, what's the biggest name we can get? Your your names you're going to go after right off the bat, Dan Lanning, Mike Elko. And after that, I've already been told from someone, and I don't know how real this is. I don't think it's very real. But I've already been told from one person that that, that there's talks about offering Deion Sanders a generational contract. Direct, direct words. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, look, they're in a position – that actually I felt like Florida state was when they fired Taggart. Now they're in a much better position when it comes to the talent that's still on the roster. Yeah. But you can't, you can't, you can't mess up the next hire. You can't no. like, because then the booster money will just, they'll be like, look, we've shelled out like $400 million and you guys yeah. keep screwing this up. So it's good. I don't know. Be be honest, be re- 11 PM. If we're going to keep fucking doing this. Here's the thing. You've already seen a coach that can go out and get the, the number one recruiting class. You, you still have to prove that you're a good coach. I don't think Dion's done that yet. And develop. Yeah. That's so, a really good I, point, but it's also full of logic and reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's not the sexiest hire, but I think Elko's the, the right hire for them. I, I, do. I do. I do too. Um. All right. Should, should we get into the uh, the week that was here? Hold on real quick. Real quick, I, I just have to share the non-professional stuff real quick. Okay. <laughs> I would give fucking anything for Jimbo Fisher for one last press conference. Like I, I would like I was talking to my friend Lily about this earlier today. Like, if they would have come up, like, like they kind of owe it to us at this point, right? This whole thing has been so theatrical and ridiculous. Like, I want a full-on fucking Oprah sit-down interview, but I want it like 12 minutes after he was fired. I want full-on immediate reaction jimbo 
What? Well, you know before That's how AM should have done it, Tyler. They should have they should have walked a like an AM reporter up to his house and like been like, Jimbo, how's it feel to be fired? Like, yeah, okay. That's funny. We just won fifty one to ten and been like, No, 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 you're fired. You've been served. And then just run away. Yeah. <laughs> um I I was reading his comments in the the press conference last night because I wanted to know if he like knew this was coming. Yeah. And he was in classic Jimbo fashion, like I saw it at Florida State, he's doing it at AM. He's like, We're a we're a bounce here or there from competing for the playoff this year. We're four, we're three or four plays come away on, from man. being in the playoff talk. Yeah, come on, man. But you're four losses away from being in the playoff talk. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not go there. It's crazy. All right. Also, his son, let's get to the first where's, where's all that where's all that stuff going? Oh, here's my hot take. Where do you think Jimbo ends up? Do you think he just takes a year off, like pulls a mullet and is like, let me just get a reset? Or do you think he goes right to like a smaller school? No, I think he's too prideful to go to a smaller school. If West Virginia calls, he'll go to West Virginia immediately and that'll be it. And I, and I said that two years yeah. ago. But yeah. there's nowhere else he's going to go because he's too prideful. But here's the thing, too. He's not likable enough to be on TV. No. He's not likable or poised enough to be on TV. Like, he, he could... I've seen him do some spots on TV um, when he was in a good place, <laughs> and he was really good because he is—he yeah. knows football. I mean, he's got incredible memory. Um, but no, here's my hot take, and this is a hot take because it's probably not going to happen. But his son, the one with all the chains, and Ethan Oregano, uh, he just signed with Samford as a kicker. Oh God. Jimbo played at Samford. You could use the excuse, I just wanted to coach my son. And you could just go live your nice little happy life at Samford for a couple years and then try to get another job again. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's not likely, but where's the loyalty, Jimbo? All right. Let's talk Michigan Penn State. It was. Oh, my God. So, first off, we have not met since the NCAA or whoever came down. Was it the Big Ten or the NCAA? I don't know. Uh, I think it's the Big Ten. Michigan um, was forced to suspend. Yeah, the Big Ten suspended Jim Harbaugh for the rest of the regular season. Right. From being on the sidelines. So I don't know if that is – there's like a caveat there where he can be like somewhere else in the stadium. I don't understand how they're trying to do – they're trying to 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 follow a restraining order, which like it's crazy. Have you ever tried to follow a restraining order? No, no, I haven't. Okay. I have, and it, it it makes no sense because then you have to tell them your physical location of where you are. So it's like if you're trying to have someone not find you, you're like, hey, you're not allowed to be within a hundred feet of this place, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so. But I mean, this whole thing, like, it was so bizarre. It, it happened on Friday. It like came out of nowhere, seemingly. And then they were like, you know what? He, he's going to miss an entire, entire year. Or I'm sorry, half the entire year. And yeah, then, on the front end. Right. You know, and we had David Cohn on, and and that that interview got mixed reviews a little bit, which I I enjoyed having David on. I think he's like obviously a passionate guy and also loves Michigan. Let's just be very clear about this. Do I think the NCAA is out to get Michigan? No, because I don't know why they would be. 
But I will also tell you that Michigan cheated. They did cheat. Yeah. Like, well, allegedly. They have, we haven't proved it yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, look, they, they clearly were trying to get an advantage that was like yeah. king in the chat. Oh, Craig. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, look, whatever. Like, I don't know if it means a ton that he's suspended. I mean, obviously, the Ohio State game looms large, but yeah. What, let me ask you a question What moment in your life has ever led you to do this publicly? And uh, like, drop like a couple f bombs on live TV. I'm a load of shit out of you, dog. <laughs> a little shit out of you, Jim. You know, Jim had to be like, okay, all right, that is a little bit much um, language, first off. I'm over here at a recruit's house spending the night, and we got to see this. <laughs> also, this was weird, too. Like, okay, like, again, I'm not saying I, I was very impressed with Michigan in this game. I really was. Now, you can sit here and, and do what people do, and they're like, oh, Penn State sucks. And Penn State, that offense is pretty bad. It is my, like, yeah. Drew Allar is not it. He is. He's not there yet. And I'll say he's not there yet instead of saying what I want to say, which is Drew Lar sucks. Like, yeah. I think he can get better over time, but you may need to go to a different offense. Well, so they fired the OC. Yeah, that's right. They brought in Jimbo. <laughs> um, no, they fired the OC, but there were some, there were just so many weird, like, like here's the, if you're Penn State, I, I fully believe that this defense is really good. And I, and I think they're a good team. If you're Penn State, though, we're all so over your shit. Like, we're so over you, like, I, I, <laughs> like 70 I mean, yard passing from Drew Alar, 3.2 yards per attempt. Tyler, they had a combined at one point in the fourth quarter, they had a combined 110 yards between both quarterbacks. Dude, McCarthy only threw the ball eight times. They didn't throw the ball in the second half, Tyler. They didn't throw the. They didn't throw. The, it was a seventeen to nine game. It wasn't like they had pulled away. It was seventeen to nine. Their Heisman Trophy candidate, and you're not watching this live. You can't see how drastic and dramatic my finger quotes are. Their Heisman Trophy qu- uh, candidate quarterback threw the ball eight times, and they ran it thirty straight plays in the second half, and pulled away. That's a that's every, a whole bunch of you guys. You guys cannot beat us. And watch, we'll just we'll just keep running the same stuff over and over, and you guys will not beat us. No, not at all. It was it. Was, Penn State has become like. Remember that scene in Rudy? He's like, I can do it, Coach. I can do it. And he's like, All right, get back in there. And he like sheds a block for the first time in his fucking life. Penn State is just like what probably really happened there. Which is like, I can do it, coach. And then some fucking five star pulling guard came down and supplanted that kid firmly in the water cooler. Like, like they they should start every Penn State year this way every single year, right before they kick off. Like, I mean, I mean, like day one, right when they kick off, they should go meet at midfield and be like, listen, you're about to play Delaware. We all know you're going to win. Okay, that's great. But let's have Howie Mandel come out and do deal or no deal. Now. You can have 10 wins, which we all know is the ceiling. You are not mm-hmm. going to get more than 10 wins in the regular season. Or you can chance going eight and four. Deal or no deal. And just fucking stop wasting our time. That's a, I like that. That's great. And Penn State, 
I, I don't know what James Franklin – I mean, he just can't win the big game. Why did he go for two? You, you're just trying to overthink it at that point. I mean – oh. Was it 14 to three? It was 14 to nine. No, it was 14 to three when he went for two. He scored and then became – yeah, and then he became 14 to nine. Right, 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 my bad. Yeah. Too. That was in the second quarter. It was in the second quarter. Now, in my head, I was like, I was just like, okay, don't overreact. Don't overreact. Maybe, maybe, okay, Jason. See what J- Jason's just using the, the references that he, that was 18 years ago. That's the last time he's watched a football game. Um, <laughs> and brother so, like shattered his leg. <laughs> yeah, I was in Jason's room watching that game. So he's being a real, real dick for saying that. Um, anyway. No, so so the whole thing with with uh, Franklin, I kept thinking, I was like, all right, well, maybe he's trying, like, maybe he knows, like, points are going to be hard to come by. This is a really, really good defense, like a really good defense. But it's the second quarter. Because here's what I'm thinking, too. You have a really good defense. So I don't know. Just hear me out here, Tyler. If you're down 14 to 10 and you think that's going to be super difficult to overcome, okay, that already says a lot to you about what you think about your offense. On top of that, if it's 14 to 10, Right, or I'm sorry, four, yeah, fourteen to ten, and then you find yourself in just a crazy situation no one could have foreseen happening. You give up a field goal. You're only down seventeen to ten. Does that seem a lot, a lot less stressful than seventeen to nine? The way this game was playing out. Yeah, considering the lock of the week was the under in this game, and it hit. Yep. So did, so did Iowa. It was 22 to nothing. It was three to nothing in the third quarter. Jeez. Electric factory, <laughs> population, Iowa. No, I, I I was very impressed with Michigan, but Penn State, man, you, their fans got to be upset. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Michigan keeps rolling on. Um, they cover the spread of four and a half. They go under the total. That, le- that defense is obviously legit. Um, I still don't think that we know like what, I mean, I guess their offense is the two running backs and yeah. Yeah. And Corm had a great game, 145 yards, two touchdowns. Donovan Edwards had a touchdown more of the same from kind of last year where they got gashed on the ground. Donovan Edwards didn't have as good of a game, but no. Um, so yeah, so Michigan keeps on. I don't think they're as good as Georgia. I thought maybe at once at one point they were, but man, and we can go to that game. Next. Hold on, real quick. Last thing I want to say about Michigan. One thing that we keep hearing, and I've heard this from multiple people on radio that have have told me before asking them the question or pushed back on my overly aggressive uh, take about Michigan. Like this is a this is a team and a roster that multiple scouts are projecting to have fifteen to twenty. And I have heard the word, the number 20 thrown out multiple times. 20 people drafted this year. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the one that fucking ruined my, my night. God. Georgia. Georgia ruined your night? I just, you know, Tyler, it would just be nice. To, it would have been nice to have like one day of feeling like, man, Bama is really peaking at the right time. And I, I didn't get one day. I got four hours of it. Because then I had to yeah, realize that. Yeah, second that, where you were freaking out that uh, Jalen Milrow was out. Was out. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were like, I texted you, I texted Allie, new Allie. 
I texted, uh, that's one person, not two. Um, I texted both of you. I, I, I think I texted my mom. I was like, Jalen Moore was fucking injured, so season's over. <laughs> and like by the time you were like, oh my God, what happened? I was like, he's back in. He's, everything's fine. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So Georgia, 52, Ole Miss, 7. Uh, Ole Miss goes up first in this game. And I was, uh, I'll be candid. I mean, I was coming home from the game, so I wasn't able, I, I checked my phone on the way back to the tailgate. I was like, oh my God, Ole Miss. My Ole Miss is up 7 nothing. Maybe they'll actually play up in this game. Yeah. And then it was just a, just an absolute slaughtering. Um, Brock Bowers is back. I think the offense is taking another step, not only with him back, but Lad McConkey back the last couple game uh, games. It seems like their offense is going to another level. Uh, he had another. He led the team again in receiving. Georgia's going to win another championship, aren't they, Chris? Yep. <laughs> December is going to be a nightmare. It's going to be awful. Um, so here's what I was most impressed with with Georgia, and that is now Ole Miss. They they on script. They they looked good. Um, they were able to get points early. It was 14-14. But here's the thing. Like, you're looking at this, and you're like, all right, well, all they need to do is really break serve because I don't think that Ole Miss is going to stop Georgia. Like, it was 14-14 to at one point, Tyler. Why don't you go ahead and, and, and look up the final score? I know the final score was. It's 52-17. to It was 14-14 to at one point. Yeah, in the second And even quarter. when it was 14-14, to it was very, very evident that, like, Georgia was able to dictate whatever they wanted to do and were going to be able to do whatever they wanted to do on offense the whole night. Like even, even the first two touchdown drives for Ole Miss, it seemed like it was so more art, so much more arduous and like laborious for, for them than it was for Georgia, Georgia. And I don't want to say it was like a hot knife through butter, but it was pretty close. Like Georgia, I think Georgia's biggest problem, Tyler, Georgia's biggest problem is like all of our problems where we played NCAA like 14. It's like, okay, who do I want to win the Heisman? Who do I want to have the breakout game? Do I want to feed my running back who's going to have 300 yards and five touchdowns? Or do I want to throw the ball for 400 yards? Do I want to have my tight end have 200 yards? Like that's the problem they face every week. And there's so many fucking weapons. And what they did to that defense, Tyler, I I, I don't know this to be true. And I didn't go look it up because I just, I, I couldn't, bring myself to do it. But somebody did tell me this <laughs> from a decent source. Um, they, they ran 60 plays last night. Okay. They had over 600 yards of offense. They ran 60 plays. They averaged over 10 yards per play against Ole Miss. Like it's the top 10 team. Do you know how many negative yeah. plays they had last night? None. 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 That is... 71% success rate on the night. That's so stupid. <laughs> uh, What's average for that? Three to five success inches? Success rate? I mean, well, to, to – let me see. What was that? Like, Ole Miss was at 46% right. for the night. And that's, like, not horrible. I mean, it's not great. That's <laughs> – 71% for, for an entire game is stupid. Um, Look, man, I mean – at this point, like obviously, they're not gonna lose in the regular season. No, your boy's gonna like save us all from this three peat. No, <laughs> there's no chance. There's no chance. They like they. <laughs> I hate to even. Say, I hate to be a dick about it, but like, what does Bama do that that like 
you think is going to stop Georgia for 60 minutes. Maybe they'll play it in Jordan Hare. I don't know. Like, it, in, unless they move, that's what we need. I need Greg Sankey to be like, something happened in Mercedes-Benz. We got to go play this game. You can't go play it in, in Bobby Dodd because they own that building. Yeah. I mean, and I'm like, I'm kind of saying it like tongue in cheek, but like, because yeah, like I, I thought the same thing going into 2021. But in 2021, we had Bryce Young and we had J-Mo and Mechie and we had all these guys. Like Georgia is, I'm not saying this team is better. Offensively, they are. And I, I owe a, a massive apology to Mike Bobo. You know, it's kind of crazy to think about is that I owe Mike Bobo an apology. The last time I have, the only time I've ever met Mike Bobo was at the 2021 SEC Championship game. Think about like that guy's life. And, and what, like he was just in the club. Like in club level seats, he wasn't even on the sideline for the Georgia SEC championship game, lost to Bama. And now he is leading what is one of the most efficient offenses in the country. It might be the most efficient offense. I'm not saying the most explosive, best, highest scoring, whatever, but it might be the most efficient in the country. Yeah. See, um, here's, hold on. Just fucking let's drop this right now. This is what this is what I don't understand. I get it. I made a comment about I said one thing negative about this fucking team. I've said nothing but positive things about them for three years. And that was like in like week four, if I recall, or something. No, it was, where they it really was weren't that well. before Georgia. It was before they played Florida. Uh, yeah. Okay, well. Hey, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Anyway. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> okay. Well, we do Not have bad. some voicemails. Hold on real quick. Actually, no, go ahead. Hey, it's Cam from Georgia. I'm sitting here at halftime watching this Georgia game. It's 28-14. Feel pretty good. Feel like we're uh, just kind of leave it in and let it soak for about another two quarters and get out of here with a win. Um, What? Got it. Fuck Florida. Fuck Tennessee, too. Better. The man said, "Leave it in, and let it soak for the next." That's <laughs> how you base a turkey, and that's how you don't get pregnant in Utah. Uh, here's a confident Georgia fan here. What's up, T. Huck and Uncle Chris? It's your boy Miller. Time. No, both of you are having a good night. Florida State squeaked one out. <clears throat> Alabama put the clamps down when they needed to. Sitting here watching the fourth quarter of this Georgia game, just blown away by the uh, fucking offensive production tonight. Really, really Bubbo in his bag. Uh want to throw a little shade at uh, y'all's boy Connor O'Gara for writing an entire article in the offseason about why hiring Bubbo was a misstep uh, when tonight uh, he has thrown for over 300, 18 for 25, two touchdowns, and Georgia's faced five third downs the entire night. But that's enough negativity. Positives. We're going to Atlanta. We're going to see uh, Bama again. It's a good thing, too, because we would have fucking slaughtered LSU a second time. But between now and the SEC Championship game, I guess I got to hate Uncle Chris temporarily because that's just kind of how that goes. But this ain't your Georgia team of the past. This ain't a team that's scared of the bright lights. At the end of the day, y'all know you got to come to Atlanta, strap it up, and play the fucking Bulldogs. We'll see y'all on ATL, baby. Woo! 
Let me tell you something right now, Tyler. Let me tell you something right now. And I, and, and I will get fired up over here. And it didn't take long for me to, to go back on this. I, I am scared of Georgia. I think Georgia is a better team than Alabama. Okay? I think that LSU might give Georgia a better game than Alabama because that offense doesn't fucking miss. But let me just go ahead and tell you this right now. It, I can't fucking wait for it to be a three-point game at halftime. And Willie Gray... And I'm not in Zach Woodhurst and Miller time and all these people that are just riding high. Cause you got to play like just, I, I, you have had a phenomenal season, phenomenal season. Not everyone gets to wait until the month of November to play actual ranked teams. Not everyone gets to do that. And you've got to do that. And it's awesome. You guys are clicking at the right time. And it's, it's beautiful that you got two whole months of practice games to be able to finally start clicking at the right time. That's fucking sick, dude. That's sick. You guys, you guys get all those prep games against Ball State. You get to end your year with Georgia Tech. What a life. What a life. But I guarantee you this. The moment you walk into that fucking stadium, it'll be the the, the moment the clock hits zero and you guys, you guys are ahead on the scoreboard, it'll be the first time in your fucking life that you have seen Georgia walk off that field beating Alabama. So don't talk to me about all this confidence you have because I know damn well that deep down inside – You've watched this fucking movie over and over and over again. And I know right now you are shaking your size, probably 10 and a half boots right now. Okay. I just, I, you, and you know it, and I know it, and I can't fucking wait. Get the fuck out of here. Tyler, never. Talk all that shit you want. In Atlanta? In Atlanta? Tyler, the last time they did it, maybe... Go ahead. I'll, I'll calm down. <laughs> this is Zach from East Athens. I just wanted to say, a little short because the phone's probably about to die, but it's fuck old piss and lame, lame shit. I don't give a shit what, he, what he's called, what he's considered for. His offense ain't what the fuck. He came to Athens for that little season to die. Shout out Jackson Dart. I mean, he can ball. He can take some hits. The boy, old boy, Delaney looked a little depressing in that game. Ironic, right? But also shout out Cody Schrader for being a fucking dog. He's got that dog in him. Shout out to his hillbilder taking that L. Can't wait to see y'all next week in Knoxville. Hopefully you get that field right so we don't lose 15 players for some dumbass injuries. And how about Brock fucking Bowers, bitch? Carson Beck, shiesty. That's right. Go fucking dogs and fuck Lane Kiffin. Oof. Woof. Okay, real quick. We, oh, we, we, <laughs> we're not clipping any of that. First off. <laughs> um, I mean, Uncle Chris talks out of both sides of his mouth so he can go back and clip with the, the right. <laughs> that's, a, that's, I mean, David, you're not correct about that, but it's just how I'm feeling at the time. Um, when do I clip? Like, first off, no, no, I don't go back and clip what I'm right. I'm almost always right. I've been almost always right over the past two seasons. I, And I've said one bad thing about Georgia. I've said one bad thing about Georgia. Don't you ever fucking say it again. We, so before we move on to the next game, no, no, before we just, we do need to talk about one thing. So the Lane Kiffin tape that came out, I did yeah. want to address this a little bit. So, um, <laughs> Chris is better at hedging than Edward Scissorhand. Love that. Hard to be wrong when you hedge. 
You know what that sounds like to me, Tyler? You know what it sounds like to me? What? It it sounds a little bit like to me, like the mentality of, hey, I disagree with what you're saying because you're not saying nice things about my team that I want to hear. And even if you're right, I'm going to make up an excuse of why you're wrong. Anyway. There it is. God dang it, Andrew. Um, all right. So the Lane Kiffin thing, real quick, because I know that we made a joke, or the last call I made a joke about it. Um, I think this is a pretty serious situation, right? Like, so, like, and when I say serious, I mean, like, the severity of it, I don't think, is as bad. I'm not trying to negate what the kid went through or dismiss it or anything like that or downplay it because I think that, like, as most of you guys would know, let me choose Equiners. Um, as most of you guys know, like, I'm, I'm a huge proponent for mental health, but I, I do want to be serious for a second when we talk about it. Um, Lane Kiffin got a bunch of pushback on this. And I know a lot of people don't like Lane Kiffin and I understand why and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And the clip itself, which we're, I guess we're probably not going to play because I didn't, I didn't save it, is pretty damning and bad because it's a clip of Lane Kiffin frustrated with a kid, doesn't know he's being recorded, which is, in my opinion, probably your first sign that something is awry here. A little bit odd that he would be recording that. And now he's trying to get $40 million out of him. Mental health is a very serious situation. And I posted this. I posted this on, on Twitter the other day. Being an 18, 22-year-old kid is full of changing emotions, right? Like, like I, I joke around a lot about how emotional I am. But at 18 to 22, it's even more heightened. You're trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to become a man. And when you're in college, you're, you're developing all of these things where you really don't know who you are yet as a person, and you're trying to figure that out. This day and age, and especially for athletes, being an athlete in college is awesome for a lot of reasons. It's also not like the easiest thing in the world it's not like in some cases. Like I had a very different life than this kid, I'm sure, because I played D2 baseball. But like it is a little bit of a bubble. Like you do have practice every day. Then then you have games and you're traveling for, for like in, in season, especially with baseball. It's a, it's a long, long time. Then you have like lifting, you have like conditioning, you have study hall, you have classes, like you have to be in a certain amount of classes, your grades will be a certain amount. Like it's a lot of fun. There's also a lot of privilege that comes with it and a lot of responsibilities that go along with being a student athlete. And what bothered me about this was the kid who is seeking $40 million because Lane Kiff Kiffin kicked him off the team and didn't respect his mental health or what he said, and, and like, you know, his mom said they tried to talk to their position coach. What bothered me was this, is that you can't in this day and age take two weeks off of your responsibilities, disappear when you're already struggling with your mental health. Okay, I'll, just, I'll be real as fuck with all of you guys right now. I did this multiple times over the past year and a half. Multiple times. Tyler can vouch for me on this. Multiple times this year, and I disappeared for two weeks on my boss to the point where one of my managers like reached out for like a wellness check to make sure that I was good and sent somebody to my house because I was so down about everything that was going on in my life and how sad I was. One of the best things that could ever happen to me was the conversation I had with her, which was you can't just disappear. You can't fucking just disappear for two weeks because there's people that care about you and there's people that are worried about you and there's people that are worried about your mental health and your physical well-being and all of that because of where you are and you're not talking to anybody. And it was me being held accountable and held responsible was one of the best things that could have happened to me during those bouts of depression. And I'm not saying that's for everyone. I'm not saying that my way was the right way or that's what everyone should do or anything like that. But I will tell you that the life lesson, and there's a lot to be learned in this specific case, the life lesson here, for me, the biggest lesson was 
man, if you're struggling, like we're all worried about you. You can't disappear for two weeks and then just come back when you're ready and think everything's going to be okay. And if he thought that that was actually the case, he probably wouldn't have recorded it. And he probably wouldn't be seeking something out if he didn't have something a little bit premeditated, in my opinion. That's all I want to say. There you go. Appreciate you being open and honest. Of course, man. Always, except when it comes to Bama winning or losing on Saturdays. Or hypotheticals. Uh, I texted you earlier today, and this was the most shocking result of the weekend for me. Tennessee and Missouri. I wasn't able to watch this game, but I certainly saw the score. Uh, can anyone fill me in on what happened here? Because it was an absolute trouble. <laughs> 36 oh, man. to 7. Missouri. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Tennessee got their ass beat. They were up 7 to 3 at one point. Um I I just loved every minute of it. So, I watched this game from start to finish. I don't even know if I could tell you like what happened um from start to finish because it's like they like Luther Burden again. I don't say he disappeared, but because he had a touchdown late. But Cody Schrader, the white running back, two hundred five yards. White man can't rush. I don't think so, brother. He had over three hundred total yards, Tyler, of offense. Thirty-five rushes, two hundred five yards on the ground, five point nine a clip, and a touchdown, and then five catches for one hundred sixteen yards. And what happened to that Tennessee rush offense? Dude. Jalen Wright, 22 yards. Dylan Sampson, three rushes, 20 yards. Jabari Small, three rushes, five yards. I mean, they probably had to abandon the run at some point because they were getting beat yeah, down. Probably but... when the refs made them, dude. Probably when the refs made Tennessee do it. Just a beat down. And, I mean, good for Missouri. Like, I didn't see that coming. I thought off after that Georgia game, physical game, played close that this would be kind of a letdown spot and they just, and uh, clearly Vegas did too, because they were, they ended up being a two point underdog at home. They opened as a two and a half point favorite, which is wild. And And just beat the dog piss out of, out of Tennessee. I, what I loved most about this game from a zoo is a lot, right? And and, and we had, I love that I was wrong, which I don't ever say, but being wrong about Tennessee is like a treat because it's like, it's almost like it, I put them in my best bets. It's almost like you're paying for them to lose. You know what I mean? That's how it feels to me. Um, but they had, uh, I'm trying to think here. They had in this, in this game, you had to feel the disrespect if you're Mizzou. And I, my biggest concern was you're going to have, like you're going to have to get up emotionally and physically two weeks in a row because that game in, in Athens was a war. And, like, are they going to be able to physically get up? We've seen, the, like, the, the emotional letdown and the physical, like, toll it takes after you play Alabama, you play Georgia. You brought it up on the pregame or the uh, the preview um, episode. We had a, we had over, like, one of our highest viewed videos we've, we've done was previewing this game. And I'm, again, so glad that we were wrong. Um, but I was so impressed from Drink as a head coach, like a head coaching standpoint and where the program is because – they don't have as much talent as Tennessee, but they're building the roster there. And they were well-coached, and they played really well. And I tell you one thing Mizzou didn't do that I saw Tennessee do all fucking day. They didn't, they didn't like, bitch the refs. They didn't, like, when things go wrong for Tennessee, 
people say that they like teams like they take on the personality of their coach. And I think that this, this team has taken on a little bit of Josh Heupel and Josh Heupel's bullshit in the postgame press conferences after they, they got their ass beat by Alabama after they got beat last week. <laughs> were these calls, like, were, were there a lot of bad calls? So I hope my silence is like telling you everything you need to know or what the, whatever the fuck Bobby Hill said. But I was just so impressed. And then my personal favorite from a petty standpoint, Tyler, after they, I mean, this game was like a blowout last year. It was like 62 to 24, right? Yeah. The last two years were, were blowouts and Tennessee scored in the 60s both years. And I, I got really annoyed watching this happen with, with Heupel because last year I remember being in Auburn for the A&M Auburn game, trying to watch the Bama um, Ole Miss game. And this was a noon game. And they, they didn't cut to the Bama Ole Miss game until like five minutes left in the first quarter because this game ran so long. They were airing it out in the fourth quarter, and, and Drinkowitz took exception to that, and you could tell. So when Josh Heupel decided to be a little bit of a bitch and down 30 however many points tries to kick a field goal, Eli Drinkowitz calls a timeout to ice the kicker. And Tyler, then it worked, and it was – hilarious it was <laughs> hilarious and then and then fucking big leagued him in the in the postgame handshake and was like yeah all right whatever see you later then as soon as they put him on camera they were talking about this during the game they were like missouri is the first team in fbs history to beat four teams in the state of tennessee all in the same year they beat memphis they beat vandy they beat tennessee and they beat i don't know who the other one was first team ever as soon as they take the fucking mic <laughs> to drink he's standing at the team and he goes tennessee state champs <laughs> That might have been the best part of the day. It was so good. So good. Uh, we we did have two Missouri callers. Yes. This is Missouri Mike from Athens, Tennessee. I'm a Missouri fan, and I just watched them kick the fucking shit out of Tennessee. And it's my favorite day of the year because fuck Josh Heupel. Last year, he ran up the score. Man, oh, man, it was really good to get some payback. Cody Schrader is my boy. M-I-Z. Tennessee. Love that. I got one more for you. I love it. Barler T Hook. This is Sam calling in from Columbia, Missouri. And I have one thing to say about the University of Tennessee. Oh, Rocky Top, you'll always be living in a fantasy. Go home, Rocky Top. Woo! Rocky Flop, Tennessee. So proud of my Tigers, man. Love the podcast. Marler Tiak, you're one of the few guys nationally that gives us a lot of love. Shout out to Cody Schrader. Played the game of his life. No white running back slander will be allowed. The guy just had more total yards in this game than Tennessee had. Love the show, guys. Keep the support up for the Tigers. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. I love that that guy called in with absolutely zero voice. Uh, he was at the game. I'm I'm thinking uh, that's awesome, man. And I'm I'm happy yeah. for Mizzou. Like, how cool is that? You know, they're they've kind of been like the write off team just because they came in later to the SEC, and you don't yeah. really ever consider them as part of the race. And I mean, we look. talk about AM all the time, man. Yeah, 
And we don't, and we just don't, we just, and it happened, like it probably factors in a little bit, like even with us and we do support Mizzou. I love Mizzou, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's probably still factors in even, even with us. It, like, I, I just, I love it. All right. Let's go to Bama real quick. Right. I mean, we gotta talk about it. Good game. Huh? <laughs> I was irate for most of this game. It's like, were you really? I was so pissed. I was so pissed. I, like, I think I'm living. I think I fully embraced this team. Okay, and what I what I mean by that is, I think I fully embrace the idea that like, all right, um, you can't take anything for granted. You can't let your foot up the gas. You got to fucking like score, score a bunch. Put your foot down early. Put your foot. Up. And, and here's what pissed me off. I felt like all right, we beat Ole Miss. We beat Tennessee. We beat AM. We beat LSU. All games that I, I wasn't super confident that we would win. And going into this game, I said something to you on the pod. I was like, you know, I kind of just wonder if Vegas just doesn't know how to like judge this Bama team. Because a 10 and a half points seems very odd. So it kind of scared me a little bit. And you go in, you get up like 21 nothing early. And you're on the road and you had a chance to put your foot on someone's throat. And I'm just back to this whole mindset of like, oh, my God, the sky could always be falling at any moment. At any moment, something bad could happen. So it's 21 to 7 or 21 nothing. And Kool-Aid McKinstry fumbles a punt. And they score. And then just like, dude, like dumb shit. Like they kept letting them like you just didn't put them away. But Tyler, there was never a reason to be <laughs> concerned in this game at all. The score was 49-21. It should have been 49 to 14. Bama got a fumble like on the goal line um, and and recovered it, and they never even looked at it. It was like very, very blatant that they that if Milro did get banged up. Milro, what I'm assuming is it's gotta be a, like a upper thigh contusion, like just a deep bone bruise. Um, but a man had six touchdowns, Tyler. Putting up some numbers. Six touchdowns. He has 10 touchdowns in the last two weeks. It's a beautiful thing. It is. I love it. I love it so much. Get him healthy. You guys have a like, scrub this week? All right, first off, UT Chattanooga is not a scrub team. Terrell Owens played there. That's fair. Um, yeah, and then we have the nightmare scenario. Yep. Uh, we did get a couple uh, voicemails for this game. Tyler, Chris, your occasional Colin Bama fan here. Best college football podcast out there, guys. I love it. Always say it. Always mean it. Solid win today. You know, I was a little nervous about that 11 a.m. kickoff. You know, coming off a big game against LSU, big win, you know, on the road. And then last minute you find out Burton's out. And we knew the defensive players would be out. But I, I tell you. I'm very proud. You know, I think uh wasn't perfect, but but I think, you know, I felt like we played really well. I know it was Kentucky, but it was, I mean, I don't take it for granted at all. I'm very excited. Um, looking forward to getting healed up this week a little bit, uh, Chattanooga. And then, uh, you know, when we go to the Voodoo Palace, uh, I'm not ready for that yet. We'll, we'll talk about that down the road, but love the show, guys. Roll time. The Voodoo Palace. I hadn't heard that one yet. It's gonna be a nightmare. I, I hey almost, guys, this is your boy. Uh, oh, go ahead. 
No, no, go ahead. It's not important. Logan here, calling from Georgia, obviously root for Alabama. Anyways, Crimson Tide looked mighty fine today. Jalen Milrow, he's growing up right in front of our eyes, and I couldn't be more proud. But someone I'm not proud of is Kool-Aid McKinstry. Great on defense. Dude, by the way, this is I think this is Logan's like third call, just hating Kool-Aid McKinstry. Dude, I, I, I came over. My parents are, are going to be going to Greece for two weeks. So I came over this week weekend, and I'm watching the game, partially with my mom. I'm trying to explain what's going on to her. And she's like, there's a player named Kool-Aid? And I was like, yeah. She was, that's his actual name? And I was like, yeah. She was, he should do one of those, what's it, those nil, those those deals they get money? He should do one with Kool-Aid. I'm like, way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. <laughs> like, like, Actually, what? his real name is Jaquincy. You should have told her. I didn't. <laughs> I wanted her to live in that land. You know, I had, I had a hard enough time trying to explain to her that his name was Kool-Aid and that we yeah. had a player named Jihad. Um, yeah. So that was tough, too. That's fine. But never let him return anything ever again. Uh, second thing, the Florida State game right now, I really just can't do it. Miami, they're, they're giving it away, kind of. Same with Utah and Washington. Utah throwing picks, and Washington's trying to give the damn game away, dropping the ball for the cross the end zone. Anyway, I need y'all with me at the in-laws house for a Georgia game. They're all Georgia fans, and I'm here wearing the right apparel, which is a Crimson Tide hoodie. Anyway. Hope to hear this on the pod, and hope y'all are enjoying the play of the games today. Bye. Is that is that our boys, the ones that are always riding together? Yeah, I guess uh, he ditched Bama Bow for the in-laws. That was Logan. That was Logan. I got a I got a joint DM from them. Well, they just do everything <laughs> together. I don't think, I don't remember. I was a little bit drunk when I read it, and I'm just now remembering it. Like, I if they have a joint Facebook account, I will fucking. Oh, no. it, it would be my yeah, favorite thing ever. Yeah, I don't know if we can share their voicemails anymore if they have a joint Facebook account. No, it's hilarious, though. Um, yeah, I thought he brought up some good points. You know, I think that the game itself was fine. I, like, Bama had four players out. Uh, three of them were starters. Jermaine Burton was out. The funniest tweet I've ever seen, funniest tweet I've ever seen, was um, they they come to find out that Jermaine Burton was sick, Tyler. He had, like, the flu or something. So he was just, like, throwing up nonstop, like, on the toilet, Throwing up and 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 Saban was like, I can't even believe you made the trip. And somebody tweeted out, they're like, sorry, I just had this this visual in my head of Jermaine Burton just talking shit to his toilet as he's vomiting into it. Just like the bitch. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got next? All right, let's do Florida State real quick. Why? Um, Who cares? Did anybody even watch this game besides you? Uh I was there. It was right. great. It's always great to beat Miami. Uh, we don't have to go into depth of this game because it's not like it was a ranked game or anything like that. But yeah. um, it it I I said this on the preview. Florida State's going to struggle against teams that have a good D line, and they struggled in this game a little bit. I never thought that they were going to lose. Um, Miami couldn't get across the fifty yard line in the second half. The only times they did, we started the second half with a onside kick, which. Actually, should have worked, but our players screwed it up. Um, said, you know, after the game, they said someone on the film that they saw in Miami. So that they got the ball over the 50 that time. And then their other one was a fluke 80 yard touchdown that our fucking DBs ran into each other. It was like the play. Remember the Diggs play in the playoffs against the Saints? Yeah, I don't know what y'all were doing. It was like that. Otherwise, they couldn't move the ball. So I wasn't too concerned. Then we broke the kid's arm. 
and Tyler Van Dyke comes in because they ended up starting a, fr- oh, a freshman quarterback. Or Van he looked Van Dyke looked noticeably injured. He is, and oh. in Van Dyke fashion, you know they have a chance to come back. He comes in for the final drive and he throws a pick, and that's just what he's doing this year. Yeah, um, now with the desperation heave on a fourth down. So, but anyways, uh, I'm a little nervous. I, I told my guys that I was with, I was like, you know, I goal is to make the playoffs. But the soon we play a Michigan or a Georgia who has great offensive and defensive line play, we're going to be in real trouble. So I don't really view us as a, a true contender for the championship. But look, a win is a win. Ten and no feels great. We were five yeah. and seven years ago. I mean, and we beat Miami for the third straight time. Uh, I always go back to Tallahassee. Was great. So. I, I just I just look at these games in a rivalry game. I'm not mad that they didn't cover the spread. Um, it is what it is. I'll take the yeah. win. But um, I was happy happy to be there. Um, you know, it was kind of a boring game, honestly. I'm sure for viewers, but it was an electric crowd, man. The Tallahassee's definitely back, which is which feels good because I was yeah. down there a couple years ago when it was definitely not back. But the town thrives. You know, it's just like all these. College towns, the, the the town thrives when the football team does well, like financially. Did you get my text about what? I got basically no text on uh, when I got the game. Like the the service is absolutely the worst in in Doak. Okay, I'll, I'll read you text to you. It's it's actually not suitable. Oh, okay. for our wow. show. But I was okay. told I was asked if I'd ever been to Tallahassee oh. from New Alley, and. <laughs> And I said no, and she said you wouldn't be able to handle it. Oh fuck, I'll say it. She goes, you wouldn't be able to handle it. It's just, it's just titties and drugs. And I was like, what? I mean, my description at three p.m. on Friday was similar. To that. <laughs> so much. That's so <laughs> inappropriate. Let's go to Krista's game. Um, she's talking about the tailgate in the comments. Let's get to it. Yeah, my um, God. Or should we wait? Should we wait for this one for last? Chris, up to you because there's two other games. You know what? I want to save this one for last. Let's okay. just let's just jump to these very quickly. Let's there's do, three. Let's do. Okay. We'll just do like two minutes on this at most. I stayed up late to watch most of this game. I I should have said it on the broadcast, and I put some bets in on it last night about how. Um, or I told like who was it like that like this was like I thought a pretty good play was the under at seventy seven and a half because of Oregon's defense, and then also like. USC being a 16 and a half point underdog was kind of crazy to me in terms of like, you still have Caleb Williams. The offense has been so good for most of the year. Um, an impressive, impressive game for Bo Nix. He is now the Heisman front runner, Tyler. He's the Heisman front runner. Yeah. And that's, look, he's had a great, great season, mm-hmm. but I'm all aboard. I don't care that LSU is has three losses. Jane Daniels yeah. is doing stuff that's just stupid. But yeah, we'll has been the fact that we're even talking about. But and look, he had 412 yards passing in this game, four touchdowns, no picks. Um, the completion percentage is still off the charts. 74 percent in this game. I mean, he's been great. And Tyler, at one point, he was averaging 21.8 yards per attempt in the, at halftime. Stupid. I mean that that defense. I, I I gave you my best bets. You put it on on Twitter. It all had to do with my situation down in Tallahassee. Yeah. I hit on every bet because I fell asleep. I think I saw the just like 
normal slant route across the middle that the dude just burned everybody in sight. The safety like, on yeah. this side of the field. What was he doing? Like, if, if you can follow me here, guys, if like if you're looking directly at the screen, the safety is here. The slant route is here, and he is going this way. This is kind of fun. It's like a meteorologist. The safety comes down here, takes the wrong angle to him somehow. Yep. And then as he's turned around, wait, hold on. This is what's happening. Let me go. Oh, I, People that don't watch YouTube are just going to be loving this segment. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than what we did with David Cohn. Trying to fucking... <laughs> Oh, yeah. That was a tough three minutes. Um, yeah, that was. That was but tough. like at one point, the 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 safety is chasing after, or he's like he's like running. The guy's behind him. The, the yeah, offensive yeah. player is behind him. Yeah, he's and like he running towards the him, and he turns over his right shoulder. And by the time he turns over his left shoulder, he's gone. I was like, "What in the actual fuck is happening right now? <laughs> what is he doing? What kind of technique is?" Listen, I want you to come down. I want you to redirect, turn your back to the player, and then you know, choose your own adventure. Take a guess at which shoulder you think he's going to be over. What? Uh, by the way, the, the receiver that caught that touchdown, he had two catches in this game for 147 yards. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> his, dude, Tyler, his long, his long was 85, and that means he caught his other pass was 63 yards. Yeah. Just um, stupid. So, yeah. Oregon wins wins again. Um, I was not totally shocked with the game of twenty seven, but um, it was a good win, good cover for USC. I guess I, I don't know what they're going to do the rest of the year. With I don't either. I told you on the end of the year that they were the third best team at best in the conference, and if you were going to start talking about things that I was right and wrong about, um, said so before the season they were going to be the third best team at best in the conference. This game pissed me off. Utah and. Washington. Washington is a real liability when it comes to offense. And I think that Oregon is going to beat them possibly by double digits when they get the rematch because it's hard enough to beat a team twice in a season, as a lot of people can attest. It's very difficult to do that. Also, also, like the offense was good and it put up a lot of points against Utah. I told you they wouldn't get to 40, but this is what pissed me off. And this is strictly from a gambling standpoint, Tyler. The line was eight and a half. Washington wins by seven. They come crawling back. They get to uh, – they're within one. They go up by however, like five points or something like that, right? They, I think it was 28-27. They scored, right? Yeah, they scored to make it 33-28, and they go for two. So they can be up by seven. They don't get it. So they're up by five. They get a pick six. You have a chance to put the game away. Let's, let's remember that as good as Utah's offense was, they were playing with a third-string quarterback who was a pig farmer, and at some point that luck was going to possibly run out. A fifth-year senior intercepted the pass, ran untouched, almost 80 yards, and as he's walking into the end zone, decides to, behind his back, nonchalantly just flip the ball. I just I, – I am telling you right now from a betting standpoint – this is why I'm so angry. And I don't want to sound like an old man in Gran Torino and get off my lawn and everything like that. But I am going to say, is there something that I missed where people were like, dude, that is a fucking sick celebration, bro. Did you see you were like running in this like very, very long, untouched and very deserving touchdown. And you're a fifth year senior. 
But, bro, like the way you just very like casually and nonchalantly just drop the ball right near the end zone, fuck. Shit went hard, dog. Like, what are we doing? I was on Washington as well. Right. I didn't see that, though, because it was at the same time as the Florida State game. And that angers me now. I was pissed. Uh, so Washington, okay, quick snapshot here. Would you have Washington or Florida State at four? I guess Florida State, I guess. Yeah. I might I might put Washington there because they beat a ranked opponent again. That's two now. Uh, probably Washington, actually. Because y'all struggle with Miami, and I'm going to be a prisoner of the moment. Also, yeah. y'all should move down a spot sugar because Danny Cannell tweeted out, and we love DK on the show, but the fact that Danny Cannell tweeted out, that the win over Miami was as good of a win as Michigan's win over Penn State was? Come on, grow up. Let's talk very briefly about whatever the fuck happened in Fayetteville. This was a shocking result. I was shocked. (laughs) I feel shocked, Cotton. What? I mean, I had Auburn winning the game, but not like that. 48 to 10? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Uh, are you getting nervous now about the, the Iron Bowl? I'm. I've been nervous. I'm always nervous about going to Jordan Hare. I'm. I'm not. I'm not like I'm. I'm not thrilled that I've decided to let her come up and watch this fucking game with me. Yeah. If that, that's a mistake. much better idea, like a month ago. Well. No, it would have never been a good idea. I don't know why I'm whispering. She's in fucking Boston right now. But, like, yeah. she's probably got this place bugged. <laughs> um, no, but I, like... I think you can get rid of her now. Just to get, we, yeah. we can avoid this all. There's no chance we make it to December. There's no chance. But then I can't risk the fact of, okay, what if we still lose the game and we're inevitably going to lose the next week? I don't want to be single and lonely after we lose. You know what I mean? Uh, so this is actually a pretty good foresight and good play by me. I am just shocked that they won 48 to 10. And I am a little bit nervous. I am because it's injured in here. And here, here's why I'm mainly concerned. I said before the season, look at the schedule and tell me they don't get the seven wins. They're going to play New Mexico State this weekend. They're who's not gonna, bad. Who's not bad. They're probably going to get the seven wins. I was spot on. I said, I said all off season, Willie Gray, why don't you clip this, motherfucker? I don't mean that. That was aggressive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why the F word doesn't sound that aggressive. But like when you put a mother in front of it, you put like a, a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Matriarchal word in front of it. It's bad. Is that matriarchal? Uh, it's not a word. Anyway, um, real bad. I hundred twenty five point five million dollars. Also, somebody somebody tweeted out. It was Darren Ravel tweeted out. Jeff Williams, the guy who held the sign up from earlier that we showed, he sent it to me during the show. Jimbo Fisher's contract at his first ever job as the offensive coordinator, I believe at Samford in 1990 or 1991, was for $20,000 per year. Over the next eight years, he is set to make $26,000 a day. <laughs> so anyway, back to what I'm saying. Um, y'all follow Marla's girlfriend? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's weird or not. No, Chris, I want you to follow her too because – the fucking creep ass Auburn fans that are now starting to find out we're dating are pretty upset. I showed Tyler some tweets that people were firing off earlier and it was aggressive to say the least. But anyway, here's the, here's the thing. I'm going to push back on the whole Auburn thing with this. Okay. Yes. I'm concerned. Yes. I'm nervous. Anytime 
you go to uh, Jordan or Jordan Hare, it's 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 a scary thought, especially when you still have stuff on the line. That being said, is Auburn peaking at the right time, Tyler? Or, and hear me out here, have they just played Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas, who are a combined two and nineteen in SEC play this year? Is Auburn really firing all, on all cylinders? Or are they playing the three worst teams in the whole fucking conference? That is a fair point. I I I follow where you're going with that, and I agree with it. Now they were two point underdogs in this game. Yeah, also also fucking wild. So they, you know, winning by 38 would say that they probably are outperforming expectations at this point. Yeah. Um, we did get an Auburn caller. Oh, God. So, homie, Owen Odie Duke Jr. here, your favorite doo-wop band hype man, long-term, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, just wanted to say, War Damn Eagle, that's uh, three conference wins in a row. We're going pro, obviously. He's the truth. And uh, I just hope we can ruin Alabama's season because uh, fuck him. And also, like Christina, I'm sorry, uh, Chris said in uh, about a week ago or so, uh, that voicemail is entirely too long. Anyway, war down. <laughs> oh, and the Knowles can go to hell. Peace out. All right, I'm changing the voicemail. It's so right, long, I Tyler. It, I will do it this week. I will do it this week. Um, Chris, uh, uh, no, your, uh, uh, your Twitter ad in here because I'm trying to send you something. Um, wait a minute, I found it. Um, so obviously a really good win for Auburn. I mean, um, I how bad okay, this, this this can transition us over to. I can't say that in twenty twenty three, bro. Oh my bad. Uh, the final game. How bad is Florida's defense? Let's open with some positive things about LSU. <laughs> no, okay. but I'm just saying. I, I'm still speaking about this game. The fact that oh. Arkansas just like bludgeoned them. At home the week before, yeah. and then they come back to their own friendly confines in Arkansas and put up ten points against Auburn. Uh, Florida is doing the opposite of what Georgia and Bama are doing, and that is playing somehow even worse every week. Yeah. But here's the thing. And by the way, Florida has lost now two of their top commits this weekend. Both yeah. defensive players, not shockingly. All right, but let's spend this segment on giving Krista and more importantly, Jaden Daniels their flowers. I am upset for, for Florida. Graham Mertz has played really well. I thought it was impressive what they did on offense. Um, on defense, I told I had a, I had a conversation with, with one of my best friends, George Simpson, today. Uh, George was the off, he was the head coach of the Hammond Middle School Skyhawks. In 2008, when I was the defense coordinator, what's that, what's that look of like? Dis- well, it's just support? I'm just shocked that you could put together an all-star cast like that. I mean, I didn't know they had the budget for that. They paid me like $800, which I think at the time I was like, "Fuck, dude! Like, thank you, dude! I need that." Oh. Um, no, oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, all right, I'm pulling up the numbers right now. I was telling him, I was like, yeah, man, that offense is really, really good. LSU against Bama, LSU had, I believe, 
12.3 or 12.5 yards per play on first down against Bama in like the first half. And he goes, Chris, I'm not making this up. Um, what is happening right now? Um, yes, go on. Anyway, um, they ran a total of, I'm looking at this right now, LSU ran. 35 and what's 35 and 26? 61 plays. They gained 701 yards. Yes, yes, they did, Chris. Uh, That's almost Jane 12 Daniel, yards per play. <laughs> Jane Daniels ran for 20 yards a clip that on 12 insane. carries. 11.5 yards. I mean, look. Ella, Jaden Daniels was incredible in this game. 372 yards passing, three touchdowns, no picks, 12 rushes, 234 yards, another two touchdowns, and running at a cool clip of 19.5 yards per rush attempt. Which happens, okay? This is like this. If you would have told me that they dropped Jaden Daniels into a 1930s Big Ten football game, this is the kind of numbers that I would have thought he would pick put up. Like right. Jaden Daniels, like just around a bunch of yeah, she, yeah, look at that boy going around the end there. He got another seventy yard touchdown, <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's the circus music. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. <laughs> you know, <and> he's just. <laughs> I'm crying. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, um, he did that to Florida. So, yeah, like, awesome game. I thought, I thought, I mean, listen, Florida almost put up 500 yards of offense, which he also, my buddy brought up a good point. Like, when you really look at the numbers, like, that's kind of middle of the road for what a lot of teams have done against this LSU defense. Like, defense is so bad. So bad. It is historically bad. Yeah. I sat here on this show a week ago saying, like, listen, guys, don't get all mad about Madhouse. Enjoy the season. But, like, I must sound like the biggest asshole in the world because I would be <laughs> irate if Bama was 7-3 and three with this level of quarterback play. Yeah. I, I Can mean, you imagine if they had a modicum of defense? I, I don't I can't imagine knowing what modicum even means, to be honest. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, we do have a question in this game. It's Krista. It is Krista. Hey guys, it's Krista. Um, a lot happier this weekend. I, uh, we are actually, we're still sitting in the stadium. We're just kind of waiting for everything to clear out. But I uh, wanted to call Go Tigers. And tonight, seeing that performance from Jaden Daniels was just incredible. Um, the guy deserves the Heisman. I don't care if we have three losses because the defense is just trash. Uh, it's, it's incredible. I, I think I read a stat or something. Uh, that like he's done, he's like the only football player to do what he did tonight. And I think we have like over 700 yards of offense. Uh, I'm, I'm just really excited. Um, Tyler, that um, voicemail is way too long. You need to start immediately. Um, and my husband wants to say, no, apparently he does not. <laughs> MVP, husband. Okay. Anyway, go Tigers. <laughs> have a good night. All right, guys. Yeah, everyone's made their point. The voicemail will change this week. 
And yeah, shout out to Chris's husband. Yeah, huh? shout out to Chris's husband. Dude, I think Jaden Daniels needs to win the Heisman. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about this for a second. Okay. And and she what she brought up was she said, by, by the way, shout out to the viewers tonight. We have like I don't know what the total numbers are, but we haven't dipped at all. And we've been on for an hour and a half. Should we keep it going, guys? Clap in the audience. Oh, we forgot. To, I, I signed us up for the money thing. I don't know how to do it. You're gonna have to figure it out. I'll give you the uh, login. Yeah. yeah. I need to get some sleep, so we should. Oh, settle down. We're almost done. Also, it's nine thirty. Also, I had to take a thing for for work, uh, like a test and training exercise about fishing. I don't know how to tell you. I've broken almost every single one of those fucking guidelines on what not to do for people to hack your email. Oh, I thought you meant like going out to fish. I was like, not even close. No. Anyway. Um, all right. Back to what you're saying. What she brought up was the fact that, that Jaden Daniels is the first player in the history of college football. Think about some of the people we have watched play this sport, Tyler, like even in the past decade, but overall first player in the history of the fucking sport to go 350 yards passing and 200 yards rushing. I was almost shocked when I saw that. That's incredible. Incredible, right? Um, Okay. Um, Just really, really impressive. And after the game, Cody Warsham, who is the assistant AD and I think in charge of a lot of like LSU social. uh, Chris, you probably know better than I do what his official job title was. But but let let me just throw out a stat here, okay? I said before the season, I'd be shocked if Jaden Daniels was able to stack the seasons he stacked or he had it from a year ago. 28 touchdowns, three interceptions. We are sitting at, at 10 games into the season. He has 38 total touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, I believe, and I'll pull it up real quick just from the safe side. He has 918 yards rushing. I know that, but he's over 4,000 total yards. He's not going to get to 6,000 yards like, like Joe Burrow did. He's not. He's not going to play 15 games. Right, he's not going to get more than he's not going to get the SEC championship game. Um, but this is a kid who is going to put up close to five thousand total yards of offense by himself in the regular season. He will at least get to around forty six hundred. And if you think that sounds crazy, that how confident I am that he's going to gain at least three hundred yards of offense um, in the next two games, regardless of who he's playing, I'll tell you why it's not crazy, Tyler. And it's because of the fact that. In every single game he's played this season, all but two, he has he has put up at least 300 yards of total offense. The only two he didn't, Grambling and Army. So the games that mattered the least. Yeah, and he probably didn't play much of those games. Um, no. I don't know where Florida is going to go this offseason. I don't think they're going to can Napier. Because they gave up the most yards they've ever given up in the history of their program. Who cares? Fuck Florida. No offense, Florida fans. Well, but LSU, I mean, go back I, to the Heisman thing. Why Why do you think he should win the Heisman? Because there's no player I look at on, from from Saturday to Saturday that does what he does. I mean, right. it's 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 a Lamar Jackson-type Heisman year where you're, he's on kind of a, a okay team, but he does stuff every week that you're like, dude, th- like when he runs, I, and he's a great passer, but his running ability is something that like is just – it sets him apart, man. Like, and we've all, we've said it on here. It's it's like it doesn't look like he's moving that fast until you see other players trying to come tackle him, and he's just flying through the defense. Um, right. They've had to play some really 
they've had a tough schedule and he's really the only reason why they've been in most of these games because that defense is so bad. Um, you literally couldn't pick more of an MVP of a team. No, like he's the most valuable player of LSU. Like by far, it doesn't sign me close. Um, so that's why I think he should win the Heisman. He's currently, he currently is averaging over 400 yards of offense per game. He leads the SEC in, in pass yards per game. He's in the top three in rush yards per game. What he's doing is simply incredible, and I, I love it. What did you say that was so funny that I missed? Did I talk over it? I, I I don't know. You're stupid. I'm just that you. good, man. Yeah. Um. All right, so before we leave, what is your current top five? Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Ohio State. Number four, Alabama. No, I'm kidding. Number four, I'm going to say it. And I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'll say it anyway. I'll say Oregon. So I think they would beat yeah. any of either of those teams. And number five, if I'm ranking it based off who I think would actually win, uh, Florida State. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. I, so I, I actually have the same exact top five. Oh, yeah, so Georgia, good. Michigan, Ohio State. I might, yeah, I might put Oregon above Ohio State. Yeah. Because I think Oregon will beat them. So maybe I'll go Oregon three, Ohio State four, Florida State five for now. I, I still think that I think we would beat Washington, yeah. but there's some cracks in the armor. I don't think Washington has the line play. The other teams above us that I ranked do. So that is my top five. And that is awesome. the show, Chris. This is a All long right. one. Well, it was but a good it was one. great. Everyone, yeah. everyone uh, tuned in for the whole episode on youtube which was great sorry you haven't uh, over for the rivalry that hasn't mattered in 25 years that's the end of the show as always we really appreciate you listening to the show really help us in the growth of the show if it is five stars on apple and spotify leave us a review we'll leave the best or we'll read the best ones on air and like and subscribe to the youtube page saturday down south leave a message this has been a fun group of messages that we received tonight but we uh we don't play all of them every week. We're going to be doing Super be. Chat soon, so maybe we'll do all that. All right, see ya. And uh, don't forget to, Okay, so leave a message. 770-674-8233. Don't forget to check us out on social media, at Sat Down South on Twitter, at Saturday Down South on Instagram and TikTok, and, of course, Saturday Down South on YouTube. For Chris, I'm Tyler. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We will talk to you midweek to preview week 12. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,